Juggling Podcast number 38. This week's topic is the show that we saw here in Berlin called Soap. Hello and welcome to this, what is it, Polar? To podcast number 38. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm Luke Burridge, and sitting next to me is... Paula Brentler. Again, we haven't quite worked out the beginning of this podcast yet. Oh, After we did. Th- I yeah. think it was great. That one was really good, wasn't it? That introduction. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, this is a podcast about juggling and to... Uh, wow, about juggling? Yeah, it's called That's Juggling new. Podcast, yeah. Just so in case you've never listened to this podcast before... It's uh, about juggling, we so talk, we if talk you are about not interested kind of in juggling... Just turn it off now. And, uh, yeah, just first things before we get into the main um, section of the podcast, which is going to be a review of the show that we saw. Um, just sorry about no podcast last week. The reason is, well, we wanted to go and see the show called we Soap. We didn't have a podcast last week. No, we didn't. It's been two about two weeks since we recorded it oh, because we wanted to. I didn't to, notice. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to last Thursday go and see this show called Soap. Um, but then we couldn't get tickets, free tickets to go in and see it on Thursday. And uh, we didn't want to pay to go in and see it. And it was all booked up and things like that. But then we got tickets for Sunday. So we were going to go along and see it on Sunday. And we did. And then we we're going to do a, a podcast review for that. But after seeing the show, um, well, it wasn't. It wasn't. I really, really enjoyed the show. I think I, it was I a did, very I good did, but, show. But we didn't think it was appropriate to do a, uh, a, a take up the whole podcast just with a review of that show. And so instead, we decided to do an interview with some friends of ours who developed a, a new piece of juggling software, oh, yeah. Flow and Jochen. Um, and we were going to do that interview with them on Monday. Then it was put back to Tuesday, and then Flow was really ill, so we haven't done that at all. And then we weren't quite sure what to do, so we've kept on putting off doing this podcast. Uh, but now we've decided just to do a review of the uh, the soap show anyway. And uh, hopefully that will be quite interesting and we'll get this podcast out next week. or but No, actually in two weeks' time on podcast number 40, we're going to be doing the top 40 of the year so far. Um, oh, that's funny. That's yeah. so clever. Luke. I know it's like I've planned it like that or something. So uh, And we'll do uh, maybe do another podcast next week. But Polar... And in 12 times what? time... We'll have the top 50 jugglers. Well, yeah, the top 50 jugglers of um, the year. Anyway, so uh, first of all, just get to some uh, news and emails. Uh, well, not a lot of news. Oh, last News last... is there is beatboxing parrots. Yes, it is amazing. We kept on talking about and moaning about beatboxers at juggling conventions and events. And uh, some, some people emailed Paula after listening. What were the names? Julie and Frank. Yeah, they were listening to... Uh, they were listening to the podcast in the car and they heard us moaning or heard me moaning about um, beatboxing jugglers. And this was actually before the last time I moaned about it. And they sent link, some links for beatboxing parrots um, on YouTube. So go to, onto YouTube, type in beatboxing parrots. Some of them are very, very funny. Others Or birds in general. Oh, was it birds? Beatboxing birds. And, uh, but yeah. the parrot was the best. And I can see why living with a beatboxing parrot would be the most annoying situation in the world ever. So uh, that's good. Uh, someone called Who emailed. He says, "It's an amazing name." Who? Hugh. Hugh. Hoover. Hoover. Yeah, uh, it's. I think it's Welsh name. Anyway, so he says. Um, however, after a bit um, of. Uh, of nice comments, which is quite cool. He says, however, I have a question. You occasionally mention your DVD collection and have hinted at the fact you have some South American jugglers on film. And basically my question is, can you let me know where I can get hold of some good ones? 
So all I can say is go to www.spacejuggling.com. And they've got uh, videos on YouTube as well. Just search for Space Juggling. And there you can find um, a DVD with featuring Marco Paoletti, Johans uh, Jerez, and Jerez. Uh, oh, yes. Johans Jerez. And uh, Louis Toto Nino. Uh, so Nino. Nino. Do you think? Yeah. Is it? It's an N with a wave oh, it's on got it. Oh, it's, it's got a squiggle over the top. So, yeah, Nino. So, there's a good question to that. Um, uh, Chris... Um, who emailed me, uh, he says, Hey Luke, I was wondering, uh, did you ever do anything with your non-spinning juggling club idea after your prototype broke? I was thinking if you had a foot switch, it would be a neat way to turn it on and off in the air have, and yet have a free hand to catch it when it comes down. Thoughts? And that's from uh, Chris. So uh, did, did, did I ever show you my non-spinning juggling club, Perla? Because I thought I might just talk about this for a, few, a minute or so. I know you're not spinning juggling. Club. The idea was was to use was to get a juggling club. It was an old um uh, a Todd Smith single like one, one piece club and I chopped the end off it so it was just the handle and I fixed onto it this device that I made out of an old radio control car. And what you could do is you could press forward on the radio control car and it would spin up the back wheels and that would form some kind of gyroscopic motion there, you know, because I put loads of weight onto the uh, onto the back wheels and it would spin up and if you just threw it and caught it again it would spin like a normal club, quite a heavy club but with all the weight down at one end because there's loads of batteries in there and stuff like that um so you could throw it and catch it but then what you do if you threw it and then while it was in the air pressed back on the radio control it would reverse the power going to the big gyroscope spinning round and the idea was that it would stop in the air or even get thrown and then spin backwards so it wasn't so much a non-spinning juggling club because if you don't want a juggling club to spin you just throw a uh so much just to, flat. Luke has it too much time. <laughs> no, no, this was this is of course I, I made this many many years ago when I when I did have it. So you always had a lot. Of I've time. always had. I've always. I've always put. I didn't watch television as a child, so I've always managed to you know uh, make my time available to do these kind of projects. And one project was the non-spinning or radio-controlled spin juggling club. The thing is, it worked once really well. The second time, it worked well, too well in fact, and the handle was pointing away from my hand and it fell down, hit the floor and didn't work anymore. So you didn't juggle it over your bed or something? I didn't actually, I just juggled it in, in the garden and over some over some grass and I thought that would do it but it turns out that it wasn't that well made and it broke. So then I, uh, I, I took it apart and couldn't fix it. So that was it pretty much for the non-spinning juggling club but then I did actually take the same bits and pieces in the same club and fix them together in a different way. So what I'd do is just turn it on. It would spin really, really, really fast but spin sort of the gyroscope would be going sideways to the main body of the club. So it wasn't a non spinning juggling club but when you threw it it would spin in two different planes so it would wouldn't just flip end over end it would actually twist in the air as well so you could throw it as a normal throw mid throw it would be doing a helicopter spin and then you'd catch it as a normal catch again cool no it really was it was it was like physics and stuff so anyway there you go chris there's a bit about my uh, uh, non-spinning juggling club idea it does work i must say it does work except it broke and i never really took it anywhere else you can drink the coffee probably don't worry so uh sorry about that Chris. um and then there's uh one uh, or one final email subject 
from Luke H. He says, about the fish, I can't find any of them. Where do I look for them? And this is, of course, about the fish that you can find in Audacity. Um, but the thing is... We, Don't tell anyone. They no, should no. still find it what out you, themselves. What you do is you... Uh, is email you, Mark Watson. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not getting email. I'll just actually read out um, Mark Watson... Uh, Oh, no, I don't need to read it. Anyway, Mark Watson, he sent us an MP3 file with a fish. The thing is, it's not very good. I'll actually play it right now. It's so, the best right it's now. It's the best one right now. So uh, Mark will get the, uh, the will get the prize for the no. competition. The competition if didn't nobody, end. If oh. nobody else sends I it in. I want to say the competition <laughs> didn't end yet. I know. but uh, It so, ends. When does it end? Okay, end I'm the put, year? Okay, I'm putting my hand up now, Paula. That means you've got to stop talking. I'm going to edit the word... Uh, his fishing. Look, you said no. you won't talk while you do that. I get the point. I'm try- Look, I was trying to introduce Mark Watson's fish here. So here it is. I'm going to edit him right now. Fish, fish. There it was. There was the fish. So that was what I was trying to get to, Foley. Sorry, but you keep kept talking. Yet yeah, the competition will end when we've got at least five fish in. Um, no, I thought end of the year would be nice. Okay, maybe the end of the year. To have a uh, New Year's Eve fish. <laughs> fish fest. So, so if you open up the open up this file in in Audacity and have a look at w- what Mark Watson said, you'll see it sort of resembles fish, but they're a bit crap. I think you need to use smoother sounds. And you don't way. have to say fish while you make it. No, no, you can you can, you can use say anything whatever you want. word you want. Okay, finally, just before we get into the main review, the main section of the podcast, I, a while ago I signed up the podcast, the Juggling Podcast with Luke and Polar, to Everything. Dot com and everything.com is a, a podcast transcribing service. So it's written everything, yeah, not everything, thing or zing. Everything. So everything, but with a z instead of a th. Everything.com. And there's a there's a link to it on the um, on the Facebook site that we have, um, <laughs> Facebook group site for the podcast. And so what it does, it actually listens to the podcast and writes down everything that we say in the podcast. Uh, so here it goes. I mean, last week, the introduction, I say, it says, Juggling podcast and number 37, this week's topic is a rough guide to the history dot juggling dash dash the internet. So it seems to do it quite well if there's just one person talking. But of course, when there's two people talking like Polo and I and talking quickly and talking in, in weird accents, it, it's really, really quite funny. I don't so, have a weird accent. No, I'm just saying that it, it does does work. So what I'm going to do is now just uh, read out part of what it transcribed from the last podcast. And then what I'll do is actually go back, when this is transcribed in about a day's time, I'll go and have a look at this to see it's how like, well it records how it. How do you call that? Um, Chinese whispers. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Chinese whispers. And so here we go. Uh, the, Still the, a pos. What, what would she do? Oh, yeah, the bit, uh, the bit after the theme music finished, right at the very end. Here we go. Okay, okay, okay. Not the best out true only when 18 minutes we've been mount we and it i listened to one and 18 minutes it wasn't 10 minute as the beginning original pink anyway aniston's stock was cut good night a unit is my concern in the same position because the cave has bacon i can't pay for my can you see that might make it it's just a that really my hands under the age of them an audience cats anything that you okay so there we go what i'm going to now do is read that out again next week to see how well podzinger has uh, recorded that but because it recognizes those words maybe it'll do it quite well what do you think Paula? sure um anyway let's get to the review of soap yeah. Sh- should we do that mm-hmm. okay so but um, first what i want to tell 
that I fell down the steps last night. Oh, yeah. Why are you laughing? It's <laughs> this not is funny. More yeah, of course, as a, as a few months ago, I fell through the ceiling and Paula had her own accident. What yeah, happened? Yeah, I fell down some, some ladder and nearly broke my whole body. I fell through the bits of the ladder and then... <laughs> On top of it, while my foot was underneath, and then I hit the ground with my hat, and now every muscle in my whole body is aching as well. I have a headache, and my foot, my bottom, and my elbow, and my hand are aching. So, yes, we need to. So, uh, that's my little accident. We need to write up some health and safety requirements for this uh, apartment. Flat, yeah. yeah. Do not go in loft spaces. <laughs> Without putting a ladder down or something first. And do not use ladders on the slippy floor. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, oh yeah, one other piece of news. We've got a new camera, I said before, and we've taken some good promo pictures. So I'll put some of them up on the new website too. Uh, people can have a look at that. Sure. Did you mention that we have a new website? Yes, I did. I mentioned yeah. that last week. And uh, and the video camera's broken, so I was wanting to do some video stuff. But we'll uh, we'll see you about that. Anyway, so what we did... On Sunday is we went along to the Chameleon Theatre here in Berlin to see the variety show called Soap. And Soap was a, is a bathroom theme. That's the idea. And the flyer, you've got lots of pictures in people in baths and bubbles floating around. Bubbles, soap, yeah, water. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. And it looks really good. It's like the promo looks really quite interesting. I looked at the photos on the on the website, and that looks really good too. And it opened earlier this year, and I heard some really good reviews about it. And it it's longer now for yeah. two times. How yeah. do you say? It's uh, been the run has been extended yeah, in the theatre, so it's obviously quite good to begin with. And we heard some really good things about a contortionist and really good things about the juggling and things like that. Um, so we thought, hey, let's go and see it. But we almost actually at one point paid for us and Paula's parents to go and see it together as a big True, night out, didn't we? About that. But yeah. we never got round to it. And now, uh, yeah, now on Sunday we went to see it and um, for free. For free, uh, we have a friend who works there at the, uh, at the really theatre. Glad. Yeah. Paula's really glad we saw it for free, and so am I. So what happens is the first thing that you do is is you notice that the uh, the stage looks absolutely fantastic with the curtains closed because what they've done they've got this big blue curtain and the, in Pur- front of it purple curtain yeah. and in front of it they've got this like white material which has got a big hole cut out of it so it looks like you're looking through a big bubble at the stage which looks really really fantastic and then there's this guy comes on called Joel Baker. And if anyone is he also called Joel? His Baker? name is probably Joel Baker. Yeah, but I mean, no one said it. Let me so intru- let me introduce him. Okay, Joel Baker was a character who performed with the Seven Fingers in the Berlin B cast uh, with Jay Gilligan and Matthias and those guys when they performed in the Chameleon in the show Loft. And Joel Baker stood in for a guy called Patrick, and Patrick's real name was Patrick, and he would say on stage, "Hello, I am Patrick. I am Patrick." And Joel Baker played Patrick but called himself Joel Baker because that's his real shirt and his name and it is his real name because in the cast list it's he's listed as as Joel Baker Luke I understand that yeah the thing is in the loft show he was Joel Baker because he said I'm Joel Baker and everything was about him being Joel Baker yeah but in this show it mm-hmm. didn't, didn't matter what his name was. He yes. wasn't Joel Baker. Yep, that is true. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand. Of course that. his name is Joel Baker, but he wasn't Joel Baker. But he was playing Joel Baker the of same the lo- loft off show. the Loft Show. So this is the really weird thing, that in the Loft Show, everyone was wearing their white 
um, their white garments, their white like underwear and T-shirts and stuff. And because this was said in a bathroom, not in a loft, another room of the same house, um, he was wearing pretty much the same clothes, playing yeah. the same character with the same hair, slightly different makeup. Yeah, um, but sure. Pretty, yeah, a little bit different makeup, but pretty much the same character. In the loft show, he comes on and bounces around. It was around. as if they would have forgotten him backstage, yeah. and then they found him and thought, oh, What's that person doing? Yep. Oh, we'll just take him for the show. Yeah. In the start of the loft show, he bounces around on a on a on a little foam stairway, those three yeah. steps, you remember? And this time he's got a big duck, an inflatable rubber duck, and he sort of bounced around on that a bit. And wasn't that funny? And you've been thinking, why is he here? But anyway, he was listed as um, Joel Baker comedy, so uh, he did that kind of stuff. Oh, and he then, did comedy. Yeah, he did. <laughs> apparently, you. not funny. Co- well, one bit was funny, though, when he went up on the uh, and did the aeroplane bit at the beginning. It was quite interesting. Interesting, a little interesting start to the show, but nothing fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then there was a big dance number featuring all of the artists. And there was eight artists in the show, which is a strange number, um, but eight artists it was. Not great dancers. It wasn't great, you know, because that was a great thing that stands out with the Rizoma show that we saw at the Vintergarden and the Loft show. Uh, we're going to be comparing it to those shows because those are the ones that we've seen in Berlin, which aren't just variety shows like an act the compare, an act a compare, but like lots of dance numbers and lots of artists on the stage at the same time but the dance was a bit was a bit floppy which is which is it wasn't a dance i wouldn't call it a dance what you the the act that you're talking about now they were all standing in their bath yeah but they were kind of introducing themselves without introducing them yeah each person had like a minute to do no it was they were doing they were doing like choreographed movements to music Hmm. i could call that dance i can't or define dance and what is dance if it's not choreographed movements to music I would call it choreographed <laughs> movements to music. Okay. And it wasn't to music. There was music playing, but it wasn't to music. Okay. And meanwhile, the, everyone's in a bath at this time as well. There's sort of like six baths on stage, right? Was it eight baths? I can't remember. Lots of baths are on stage on different levels. And at the top of on the top bath, there was this woman in a big sort of bubbly costume singing, kind of opera kind opera, of style of singing. Yeah. Um, no, to be honest, yeah, it was Oprah kind of singing, but she was singing Pack die Badehose ein mm-hmm. for one and a half hours or however long the show took, yeah. which is an old song from Germany. Yeah. And she just sang Trans- that song yeah. all over again in different Just translate the title, though. Pack your, your um, bath costume. Like, it's like <laughs> yeah. the... Yeah, swimming costume. Yeah, the That's shorts. Good. Yes. Pack your shorts. Strange. And your little sister. Yeah. And then <laughs> let's go to the fansy. Is that what she was singing all the way through? Yeah. I didn't And I'm glad that you didn't understand. I know, because the, the voice was, her voice was all the way but through. But she was good. Yeah, I mean, she was a great singer, but it why, fit, but why was, it, was she singing at the very beginning? The first song that they started singing to was um, the, uh, was it Niles Barkley? Crazy. I'm crazy. You know, that one. Oh yeah, it wasn't But the rest of the yeah, time she was just she wasn't actually singing words to that one. But anyway, oh maybe she. So anyway, she then then Joel gets on a string and he goes up with his rubber duck, and we're not quite sure why he was dangling around on a string, um, but uh, uh, but he was, um, and that was one of the only amusing bits that he did. Then each character got a mini introduction. They Slightly all did one amusing. trick. They all did one trick, uh, uh, but then 
was the first juggling act of the show, and it was um, someone laying down in the bath, so only the a feet woman. were sticking up out of the out of the uh, bath. And she did um, hoop juggling with her hands and throwing them up and catching the hoops on her feet and throwing them down again. And it was really, really interesting. Um, and you never saw her face during the whole of the show, which was uh, which was again quite quite interesting to to see a whole juggling act with um, no juggling. Oh, Paula's just got the. Uh, uh, do you have the uh, name of the artist there? That's what I'm looking Her for. Her name is Nata Galkina. Nata Galkina, and she did uh, hoop juggling. And then after a little bit in the bath, she did some antopodism, which is just, you know, your foot juggling. And it looked really, really good. And that was actually pretty much my favourite act of the entire show. And and Which it, wasn't difficult. It, no, it wasn't. Be. It wasn't that difficult. Um, but uh, there it was. And then... Uh, and then what was the next act? The next act was um, more singing and uh, and not actually that interesting stuff. And then there was, um, what have I, I've, I've written something down here, non-funny interlude with glove. It's the woman with that plastic glove. Oh, right. The bottom woman. Oh, yeah, know? that was the thing. There was this other person who was listed as a comedian, and she had this pink, uh, this, like, blue rubber dress on, and she did things. It's the but most disgusting thing in the world. And like Minnie. You know Minnie Mouse? Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse. Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. Yeah, okay. She has that kind of dress. Yeah. It was like that, with that big bottom standing out, walking like a duck. And that was the joke for this whole sort of two-minute, three-minute piece, that she has a big bottom. Anyway, then there was more singing and a phone thing. And then because they were in baths, they had a shower attachment. And, and one, I think, uh, was it Joel got hypnotized by the... the, uh, the that uh, was a fun moment. That was a fun moment, yeah. He got hypnotized by the, uh, the, the shower fitting that looked like a snake to the music from... Um, Jungle from, Book. From, yeah, Jungle Book. Um, then we have another juggling act, and what you had was what's his name? His name is here. It's no, you can't see it. No. No. Anyway, his it was a bounce juggling act, and not on a flat piece of marble, but on. Oh, a... Oh, it's Adam Endris or Gilmartsihai. Gilmartsihai. He will be one of the two there. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know which one. Yeah. No, it was this one. I remember seeing his name on the on the chalkboard as we okay. went in there. So, uh, and that was good, but it was like very much sort of Greg Kennedy's. Uh, do you know Greg Kennedy? He the does triangle one. No, he doesn't do triangle. He does like the rolling in the cone, uh, oh. the cone one. Uh, but he also has this act where he bounces uh, into a V-shaped shape, and the balls come back to him. And this was pretty much that kind of uh, kind of act. But instead of just being silent with the with the sound of it going like Michael Motion does with his triangle, they had wired up a microphone to the board and put it through a phaser, so it went. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. It was nothing very new, but it was a nice nice act. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then what happened? There was a guy who does handstands. Can't really remember much about the act, but he was quite good looking, I guess. With the long hair. Yeah, he was the only nice character. And then the, the juggler, show. the juggler comes out. Uh, what was her name again? Uh, Adam Indra. Nata. Oh, Nata. Nata. Um, so Nata came out with and started pleasuring herself. She actually just started masturbating on on the on the stage with the uh, shower with head. the shower head and spraying shower like shower, spraying the water into the audience and the, which was a very strange thing to suddenly slot into the show. But it was right at the beginning. Yeah, it was right in the first half. There, that's the kind of thing that you do a bit more risque when you get to know the character. And here's a big. Here's a big thing that really annoyed me about this. Up until this point, we hadn't got to know any of the characters yet. I didn't like anyone in the show except this one juggler and maybe the, the handstand. Just because she could do something 
well. It wasn't well, it that you get to know got to know her. Well, yeah, because she impressed me straight yeah. away, and none of the artists impressed me with the dancing. None of them impressed me with the comedy. None of them impressed them with me with their sort of character or their ideas or anything like that. Um, except this one juggler, and she had real character. She would put this big wig on and do stuff with the big wig, and then take it off and be a bit more serious. But none of the other characters were there. Like at one point in the show, skipping ahead a bit, they they did this thing, and the and the uh, the singer was having to direct them, like she. Was was the um, director of an orchestra. No, what do you call it? A conductor of an orchestra. And she was terrible because she was just sort of like waggling her hand around. She didn't have any movement or any style there as well. Joel Baker, like I said, was sort of just left over from the show, so, and he would show and he was put back in again. And nothing was going on there well. And none of the other artists even remotely engaged me except for this one juggler and this handstand artist and another one as well who did who who did some acrobatics that the guy on the chains which i'll talk about in a second he had a bit of character but then not much there either there was just it was just nothing going on and we never got to know any of them and and also the the style of the piece sometimes they would do something uh, they would do something like quite serious and meaningful and they were trying to get emotion across and then they would just break and do something really simple and silly again and then go back and they were never actually had a, a proper sort of shape to the show where you could you could start identifying it unlike the loft show where one of the main pieces at the end of the show was a guy who was trying to write poetry and then read his poetry out and all of the other artists were taking the mick out of him so it was something really like silly and, and yeah. funny and then they all left the stage and he went into this deep and meaningful handstand artistic piece where he was like diving into a swimming pool and there was video projection it looked absolutely fantastic and then straight away after that they managed to cut that back to the big finale of the show and they didn't just cut from really really silly to really really serious and back to really really silly again they they had like a transition from one to another and that's really really important you can't just go oh, deep meaningful slow Dun, 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 and then start everyone playing the around with stuff. The show was just so uninspiring yeah. that I don't even enjoy talking about. I know. Anyway, so to, just get to the just get to the end of this this first I'm half. I'm bored about moaning about the show. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, that? I understand. But we'll, we'll get through it. We'll get through it because people people will yeah, need we to know. Get through the show. Uh, <laughs> then there was a whole bit of people spitting at the audience, and that's it was like a one joke thing. Oh look, people in the audience are getting wet. Ah ha 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 ha. Because hey, we're in bats that and stuff. That was one of the best pieces of the whole show. With them pit spitting on the audience. No, with him sitting there. Oh yeah. Getting to know him because he was a character. Yeah, this was the handstand artist. His name is what? Uh, is uh, he uh, I don't think he's actually mentioned yeah, on here. Yeah, he is. Uh, it's Florian Zumkeer. Zumkeer. Yeah, he could also spit water out between the gap in his front teeth and keep spitting for about 5 minutes or something, the same yeah, mouthful it was of amazing. water. Um but then, you got to know the character through that piece. Yeah. So I think it was one of the strongest pieces. It was, and all he was doing was spitting water at the audience, but we liked him doing it because he, he's good looking, has long hair, and he's, and he's smiling as he was doing it, and it was fun. And none of the artists we ever got to connect with. There was this guy who did this piece on three chains, and... Um, that were left over from the... <laughs> so, yeah, it's true, actually. In the same cupboard that they found um, Joel Baker <laughs> backstage, they also found these loop, three different length loops of chains hanging that they could put up, and they spin around in different ways. And that's quite interesting, but to be honest, we saw it in Soap. It's the same apparatus that we saw... No, not in Soap, in Loft. The only thing that he did was, because he was dangling near to a bath, he could 
suspend himself horizontally and then run around the outside of the bathtub in a sort of zero gravity kind of wet? way. Because we should mention that most of the acts were yeah, from, people being wet. Yeah, from now on he got soggy. Things yeah. were things and, were and getting wet. And the handstand guy, I think, got soggy as well. Yeah, he he was doing handstands in a bath full of water, which 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 doesn't make it really erotic. What I expected. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, we've seen Enough. we've seen an artist before when we went to see Circus Flick Flack. There was that girl getting dunked over and over again into a bathtub yeah, but and that going was up. Powerful. I know, but it was fantastic. She was getting like pulled way up into the top of the circus and then dropping really, really far down. Sort of doing the was it a silks act or was it a trapeze act? I can't even remember which one it was. But yeah. she kept on getting dunked into this big bathtub. And then the cool thing is, right at the very end of the act, you hadn't noticed it. This guy pops out of the bathtub he'd been in there all the time so every time she was getting dunked down she was getting it on with this guy in the bathtub oh, that was the image but it was really surprising that this guy had obviously been holding his breath down there for like five minutes okay maybe not holding his breath for that long but uh, maybe, yeah. it was uh, it was Luke, quite interesting was it I'm really sorry but I need the toilet okay we can pause go okay. and so we're back and we might as well just wrap up the end of the first half uh, that was it. There was a floppy dance number with mops, but I can't even remember what that was about. Second half, there was singing. Then there was some shadow comedy piece um, where people got into a bathtub with some silks around them. Can you remember that? And mm-hmm. it was really actually quite funny because this was the juggler from the first half, the, the female juggler who was very good. And she was the funniest person in there, even though she was listed as a, a juggler and foot juggler. And two other people were listed as comedy. She was by far <laughs> the most interesting comedian. She had comic timing and the others didn't. She had some really good like physical comedy moments because uh, it was all shadow stuff. And she they were stripping off and you see the shadows of them stripping off. And, um, and then she pulled was it some padding out of her bra or yeah was it? he did oh he pulled the padding out of her bra and then she was trying to push it back in and things and so she had wrong shaped breasts and it was actually very very funny that piece then Joel Baker does some of his comedy and it was crap he, he there was this what did he do can you not remember he was he was in the bath and there was like the Jaws music came up and there was this shark fin came oh, past oh yeah true I forgot about that and then that was it, and that was the joke. And in the end, the uh, the the shark fin came up, and there was a duck on the end of it. And we we're like, oh ha ha ha, funny! It's Joel's duck in the end. Let's just get on with it. And then they did some ball bouncing again, and that was a really cool ball bouncing piece. One was it three to seven balls or something ball bouncing, just normal classic ball bouncing. But he did loads and loads of really cool multiplex stuff. And it was um, really nice. And as I said before, we, we like to see juggling, which is, which is indistinguishable from magic, which is so cool. And Paul actually turned to me, she said, this is magic piece, this is, because it was amazing, because at one point... He had too many hands. I mean, yeah. he, he would have needed to have more hands to do what he did. I know, because he did so many multiplex stuff with like five and six balls, but because he was doing a lot of stuff multiplex in columns, it looks like there was just loads of balls going up and down and up and down all at the same time. And you just think, wait, wait. You can't catch all those balls. There's like five balls all bouncing up and down in a line at the same time. It was amazing. Uh, and that was a really good, good piece of juggling. But from then on, the show went downhill. Now, you may think we've been complaining so far, but at least we've had some acts. We've seen some fun juggling. We've seen some good aerial work. Oh, yeah, there was a trapeze act by this really, really muscly lady. Um, can't really remember much about the trapeze act. except He, he her, was crap because no, she... her. her, she, her yeah. She, yeah, she was crap because... When they did a dance piece, she was always singing to the music and doing yeah, silly facial expressions. And she was right in the middle of like seven or eight people. And her shoulders and are massive. she was in the middle. And she was doing that silly faces, which weren't funny. I know. She wasn't funny. No, it was horrible. Yeah. I, I was embarrassed to look at her. And she had a six-pack. 
they both had six packs. Yeah, actually, I mean both girls. All the whole cast had six packs that we saw. I don't think the singer had. No, because we never and saw her. And I don't her. think the big bottom lady had. We didn't see her six pack. No. And Joel kept I, his I'm top on as well. I didn't. Yeah. Um, so, so we saw this dance piece. Um, oh, and a stomp piece as well, where they, well, he actually, I, they did this bit with rhythmic stuff, and they started off shaking and spitting water, and then, and then doing other noises, and just layers and layers and layers of these samples going over and over again. And I actually wrote down on my notes, stomp piece. And Polar turned to me and said, "It's just like stomp," because <laughs> it was. It was like they'd just taken five minutes or like two minutes of stomp and put it in there. Then they did this dance where it was sort of like this love triangle. It was an interesting piece of dance but not as good as any dance I've seen by um, most most shows. Uh, and then they did this, like, again, flicking from that real, quite, it's meant to be quite poignant, quite sexy piece, um, to musical chairs, playing musical chairs on the edge of a bath, which doesn't make sense because they all sat down and there wasn't chairs to take away. So why are they playing musical chairs without chairs when there's the bath doesn't change size and stuff? So that was a bit it rubbish. It was like, oh, one sat on the, on the legs of the other, so he had to leave. Yeah. Yeah, but why didn't he just, just sit, sit on 10 the bath? centimeters further? <laughs> and so there was oh. no sense at all. Then the, someone goes into the audience and drinks a beer. This is the fat, the lady the with comedy. the fat body, fat bottom. And then she sticks a, she has a hole in her tongue. Her entire act was sticking a rose through her tongue and then twisting around. And it's just like, oh, this is listed in the program as grotesque comedy. And it wasn't even that grotesque because you can't do something any, like too grotesque on a, on a mainstream kind of variety stage there where people are paying probably about, you know, 30 to 40 euros to get in or something. Um, and then there was more singing, and then a really quite funny piece of foot puppetry with it by the, like, the juggler that we like, the antip- and, antipodist. Um, she- it was nice, but it wasn't great. It was yeah. just great in that show because it was the only fun thing light yeah. in, that you could see. So the foot puppetry was really, really good fun um, because the two feet get together, have sex, and then have a baby, which is one of the hands, which is quite interesting. Uh, and then more from the woman in the dress, and she does this, She her big trick, her big <laughs> trick was to, to put, like, a, on a tray, uh, and then on a stool, with uh, on a towel, no, there was a, a stool with a towel on, and then a tray, and then a glass and a um, a bottle on the tray. So when she pulled the, the uh, towel away, normally you're left with the, the, the glass and the bottle standing there, but these were even on a tray, so it wasn't. she was only pulling it out from underneath one object, and she must have been drunk or something at this point, because she just failed. And this was pretty much the last thing of the entire show, except her sticking the, one of the table legs in her in mouth as a, a sword-swallowing piece. And it wasn't even really... It was made really bad because she dropped wine into her dress, like yeah. between her breasts. I think she was meant to so do that. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so she wanted to have that, that towel. T- towel. But you could see, yeah, you could see that um, she really tried hard, and she was standing in front of the table, and it was nothing spontaneous. It didn't look like, oh, there's a towel, I'll just take it. Yeah, it was like really dun, dun, hard dun. work. And then she failed. Yeah. It was so, it's like, where does so that go? silly. Um, so that was that was really crap. And then Joel comes out into the audience and dangles a bit more with with his uh, <laughs> with an umbrella. Polo just trying to steal some chocolate from in front of me. Um, so he dangled a bit more under an umbrella, which was again nice. And then they just came out, and that was the end of the show. They did sort of one more like no, half. No, she ass. had the sword swallowing. I, I just talked about the sword swallowing bit. Oh, sorry. And then Joel did the dangling, and that I was the end of the I, show. I stole the chocolate while you talked about. Yeah. That. And and that was it. 
And that was it. That was the end of the show. So I, I actually said to Paula, I want the end of the show. What happened to the end of the show? It just tailed off to nothing. It was absolutely unbelievable. I, I actually thought back, what was the big final piece? Was it Joel jangling? No, that couldn't have been the big final piece. Was it the woman in the dress with the bad trick with the things and the swords? No, that couldn't have been it. Foot puppetry? Not really the big end of the show. The bit of singing? Yeah, I mean, the singing was all right, but you don't. that's not the end of the show. The, the, the more grotesque, the musical comedy, the dance was okay, stomp was a bit crap, and then it was. I got all the way back to the ball bouncing to be the last good thing in the first half, and that was the second act in the first half. In the there second was, half? In the, yeah, the second act in the second half. And you can't do that to the end of the show. The first half of the show was by far better than the second, and it was just too much about people getting wet in bathtubs and this crap comedy and just moving around the stage, and, and they never stuck with one thing with, for more than two or three minutes it was like a minute here a minute there two minutes there three minutes over here this is a proper act so that's gonna last five minutes another two minutes here one minute here two minutes there three minutes there two minutes and you can never really get into anything before they just flipped it round on you and went just a really different bad show. so here's our recommendation don't bother going to see the show but if Except you, you can see it for free if you can see it for free actually even then don't bother. Like, I really, seriously, you'll you'll feel depressed. The thing is, I was actually. In and if you know that it's not good, yeah, then okay. it's okay. And I think then you can get a lot out of it. Yeah. So if you manage to come to Berlin, but and I see just the heard good things. Who did we talk to? No, it was because it was they saw the first like the, the Priam sh- didn't the original show. Priam didn't. No, Priam just said the jugglers were good. Did he? Yeah, that's all he said. And to be honest, the jugglers, the two juggling acts, oh, okay. or the three juggling acts, because there's two bounce routines, by far the best thing in the show. Yeah. Um, which is a real pity. So I actually was very inspired by uh, this show because, well, let me explain. When I just went to see um, the Loft show, uh, I saw it and I thought, wow, that's fantastic. I just want to, I want to do a show just like that, but not just like that, but comparable to that. I've, I've just, it's just amazing. And uh, and like I said in the review that I wrote for Cascade, the first time I heard about Loft Show was on Jay Gilligan's blog when he saw the show for the first time. He says, oh, this is amazing. I want to be in the show. Sign me up now. And I had that same feeling watching that show. And then when we went to see the Rizoma show, also here in Berlin, I saw it and I thought, wow, that's amazing. I can never do a show that great. I mean, all the artists were fantastic. All the acts were really skillful. The dancers were great. You know, in the final act, even though the final act sort of went down a bit at the end, well, it wasn't down, but the, and the, the energy, set was great. the energy went down a bit. And but yeah, the set was fantastic, all mechanical stuff, and uh, you know, all this sculpture and all great stuff there. And I was just left these shows thinking, wow, that's amazing. And also when I was at the 531 Festival and I saw a much smaller show with just two people, again with water because there's a pipe that breaks in the ceiling, Le Petit Travers, um, that I saw there. Absolutely amazing. Loads of really good stuff. Really clever, really inventive. Like Loft in a way because it's just two people in one room all the time. But yeah, just all the time. Fantastic. And this show, it's really inspiring in the exact opposite direction because I saw this and thought, if that show can be in Berlin, have an extended run and sell out twice. What? Twice extended. Twice extended, selling out all the time. And it's of that quality. I just think, well, I can do better than that. So it's actually been really inspiring for me to start over the past uh, few days, this week after seeing, is actually to get back into writing more material and coming up with a lot more ideas myself. And we've pretty much written a whole new show, haven't we, Paula, between the two of us over the last few days. Um, But the thing is, the people really enjoyed it. Sorry? The thing is, the people really enjoyed it. The audience really enjoyed the show. So maybe they are just stupid audience and they you can show them anything maybe maybe but even if it, even if they are just a stupid audience and you can show them anything i could do a better job i could i could show them something not anything i could just show them something 
and it, and it could be good. Do you not get that? It's like yeah, why why get that? Why does why did the show have to be of that quality? Why didn't somebody in the cast just go? Well, we don't actually have an end to this show. Tell you what, I'll do something at the end. Why didn't they put the the final ball bouncing piece at the end? He did. It's like a flawless ball bouncing piece. I think he dropped once with the seven balls, but I think he was meant to at the end because. You know, that was, you know, the tricks that he was doing before that were much harder than the seven balls. And I was just thinking, why didn't, why didn't they just go, well, well let's have an end to the show? I, maybe it, it was because, cool. maybe because it, it was this Joel Baker guy, maybe because he was in this loft show, he, he said, oh, I'll put together a show and he put it together. That's why he was wanting to be the main character. But then he wasn't the main character. It was just all over the place. Anyway, so that's the podcast. That's our review of, of Soap. And, um, if you sorry, ever, soap. Yeah, sorry, soap, and sorry, people listening to this podcast. But we wanted to get one out because we didn't want to leave it three weeks. We will have um, uh, more subjects. We've actually still got some interviews left recorded that we haven't uh, haven't played out yet. So uh, I'll, I'll put together a show next week. Polo's in Arkansas, so I'll do a show by myself next week. Um, a show, a oh, podcast, podcast show, okay. podcast show by myself. Or maybe I'll find someone here in Berlin, an interesting juggler, and, and chat to them about some subject. About something. You do what you want. I will do what I want. So uh, that has been podcast number 38. If you uh, want to get involved with the podcast, send us your ideas. We do get lots of emails and we read every one of them and reply to lots of them. Uh, and also, if you want us to talk about different things or oh, have yes. ideas and Some, comments. Someone asked uh, us to do a podcast about Volley Club. Volley Club. And I think that's a really good topic, yeah. but I would prefer to do it in springtime because at the moment no one will be interested in going out, trying the things yeah. out. Yeah, so we'll probably so. do a Volley Club show in the future sometime. Again, yeah. we'll, we'll talk to pretty much the, the best Volley Club players in the world, which is uh, uh, Jochen and Flo and other guys from Berlin who pretty much turn up at any volley club tournament and aren't allowed to enter because they're too good and they'll just win and they win all the time and these things so we'll we'll talk to some of the best volley club players in the world and get their their ideas about this kind of stuff um someone else wanted a a podcast about the future of juggling what we think the future of juggling is going to be me yeah polar is going to be the future (laughs) of juggling so send in your emails to luke at juggler.net get on to the website which is lukeburge.com forward slash jugglingpodcast.html or just lukeburge.com you'll find the link there also on there you'll find uh, links to the archives to everything.com where you can search the contents of the shows also to the facebook group as well sign up there i'll be putting links that we mentioned in the show on that site and uh, information about this show. Beatboxing parrots. Beatboxing parrots. There'll be links to all that kind of stuff on the Facebook group. Just search for... Because um, Luke has a lot of time. Yeah, no, I don't. But it only, that's the great thing about Facebook. You can do something and it just does it all for you. You just go, have this link, and then it goes, okay, and it's just there. It's much easier than programming my own websites and doing okay, the cool. uh, HTML myself. So uh, get onto Facebook, search for Juggling Podcast with Luke and Polar. And that is about it. Luke I, is actually holding his chocolate with two fingers. I'm so ready, that I can't ready have to it. put it in my mouth after <laughs> it I say. It warm, you know. Yeah, it'll melt. After I say goodbye. Mmm. Mmm, that's all good. Mmm. Sounds disgusting, Luke. Uh, tastes fantastic. Bye. <laughs>
Okay. So, <laughs> are you going to start it or not? No, okay. I'll start when you start. Look at my notes. Hello. Hello. No, you see, um, you can't just shout into it. You need to, if you're going to suddenly okay. shout, you've got to bring it about a bit further away from your mouth, otherwise it just breaks my ears. Hello. Hello. And, and welcome. I thought, I would, no, can't, if only we get it, you can't just start, start really crap I like that. I can do that. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> no, you do it. No, no, the thing is, we have to make a start, and you have to, you, I have to start, or you have to start, we can't start crap like that. Okay. Okay. You start. You start it. You no, you it. start. Okay. You start. You start. <laughs>